hello and welcome to the Heal in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Marie, a certified trauma-informed coach and complex trauma survivor. Along my own healing journey, I found music to be both a supportive tool for processing emotions and a source of solace and comfort during tough times. On this show, I'm breaking down popular songs through the lens of trauma recovery, healing, and personal growth. So let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am excited to have a guest here today, Jessie. I'm going to give her a second to introduce herself and let you know that we are going to be analyzing the song Evermore from Taylor Swift's album Evermore. So thanks for being here, Jessie. Hi, Emmy. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Um, So I work in a school in Northern California. I'm a survivor, which brought me to Emmy through Instagram and her awesome community. Um, I have ADHD and complex PTSD, which I think is kind of relevant for this song. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. For that. <laughs> sure. Um, and yeah, I enjoy hiking, collaging, mm. going to concerts. Um, and I'm definitely a Swifty. So nice. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely right in the niche of this podcast. Um, do you have tickets for Taylor's concert this year? No, I keep oh, checking the ticket I'm prices sorry. and it's really sad. Um, yeah. But I'm contemplating just being one of those people who goes to the parking lot knowing yeah. they're probably not going to get tickets and just yeah. listen and dance and stuff. So yeah, that might be that. really fun anyways, yeah. but I'm sorry you didn't get them. And I have heard things about how like on the day of people like sell them for a more acceptable amount but mm-hmm. yeah. sorry pour one that, out but... for your Ticketmaster <laughs> loss um yes. cool you. yeah all right well everybody like i said we are diving into evermore today at jesse's request so i'm excited i like to have our guests um tell me which song they want to do so i'll go ahead and as usual read the lyrics for the first verse um and we can go ahead and share our perspective on it So the first verse here is gray November. I've been down since July. Motion capture put me in a bad light. I replay my footsteps on each stepping stone, trying to find the one where I went wrong, writing letters addressed to the fire. So any initial thoughts on that? Feel free. Um, so gray November, I've been down since July made me think of well this whole song kind of made me think of leaving either an abusive relationship a toxic dynamic that's definitely what resonates for me when I hear this song um so that first part makes me think of you know maybe initially treating it like it's a normal breakup a normal Mm. situation and you should kind of be on a certain timeline with getting over it by a certain date that you have Mm -hmm. in your mind or that feels acceptable Mm -hmm. um and then you know you still feel down months and months later years later um yeah and it can be really confusing of like why can't I process this like um, wow like everyone else's or like how I processed other things yeah that is so good and so relatable I was thinking as you're saying that like (laughs) in my head is like gray 2013 or no gray 2016 (laughs) I've been down since 2013 or something like not just months but like years like Mm -hmm. that is such a great thing to pull out of this already is just like yeah kind of questioning you know man I have really been struggling with this for so long so yeah yeah, definitely relate to that yeah what are your thoughts on yeah yeah well all of that is very uh, interesting to think about and relates to me as well. Um, the next couple lines with like motion capture, I'm you know thinking of a video or almost like the movie that you replay in your mind of a relationship or yeah, let's stick with the relationship at least for now because that feels relevant to me as well. 
Um, and then she's saying, I replay my footsteps on each stepping stone, trying to find the one where I went wrong. So for me, that reminded me a lot of being like embarrassed of your past self and really trying to find a way to blame yourself for what went wrong and for the immense amount of pain that you're experiencing, because maybe it doesn't feel safe to blame the other person, or maybe you've been, you know, so conditioned to blame yourself, but sort of like just reviewing all the evidence in your head that says the reason that I'm suffering is my fault. Yeah, I totally relate to that um yeah yeah kind of thinking of how the other person in the situation might be portraying things or Mm. telling other people too Mm -hmm. um and wondering like is their version of reality really what happened like am I the bad guy here wow Um, yeah yeah and then right she says where I went wrong so Mm -hmm. I definitely had that phase of replaying everything and analyzing everything to be like what did I do so that I can't so that I don't do that again or end up in a similar situation um yeah yeah just like trying to get some control yep totally yeah that's such a good point yeah I feel like when you're in a position of being as she says down for several months or years or yeah struggling with trauma or depression or something and you're connecting it to a breakup or a past relationship like so much about the culture we live in is basically like get over it like please get over it you know we're just gonna push you to get over it you know and if you can't it's so hard to resist the urge to blame yourself because you know essentially you're in quotes failing getting over it and so it's easy to feel like you're a failure when in reality it might be you know due to trauma and perhaps this context that we're talking about um and your brain is sort of trying to process what happened and really isn't able to get over it. But regardless, I think it adds a whole nother layer to the suffering of this feeling of there's something wrong with me for suffering. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. And it's very sad, <laughs> which, you know, is this kind of the song's vibe. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So like ghostly and yes. Yeah, but it's one that I put on when I'm sad and it makes me feel better. So absolutely it works. I know. Yeah, it's so like funny. So Evermore was the first album that I liked since like Fearless when I was really young. And um, yeah, I was just like, wait, what? Like, oh, like Taylor's like an indie artist now. Like what's going on? Like, I love this genre. And you know, that kind of started the obsession. And now I've like fully like reclaimed like all of the albums pretty much. And, but it's just so funny to like, imagine that there's songs like Paper Rings or whatever, like stuff that's like so Mm -hmm. upbeat and just like incredibly happy. And then there's like this absolutely like devastating (laughs) song. And yeah, the range is so good. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's truly wild. Um, I had kind of a similar Taylor Swift obsession journey um I loved Fearless loved Speak Now Mm -hmm. um that was like the soundtrack of high school and then nice she kind of lost me a little in the middle there yeah (laughs) um and then when I heard Folklore and Evermore it was like she's back to that just her and the guitar singer songwriter Mm -hmm. thing um and then with Midnight's I was like I'm sold yeah yeah I'm in (laughs) yeah yeah for sure nice yeah I definitely was like I was really into Bon Iver when basically when Speak Now came out, like 2010, I went like full indie and was just like, oh my God, Taylor Swift's so annoying, whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. but that's all a bunch of projection shit that I was going through. You know, I think I would have liked her music, but I was very much like, I'm better than that, whatever. And so Mm -hmm. it was, yeah, it's kind of like funny to see them doing this song together and yeah. And then me looking back and being like, okay, it's okay to like pop music. You don't have to be like a hipster or all the time or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, this is a whole tangent, but all good. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I love their duet part. Like me too. She can, she can really do any genre. Yeah. It appears so. I mean, hip hop, I'm not Maybe so not. sure. Yeah, like <laughs> Endgame was a choice and it was interesting, <laughs> but I don't I know. Think that's that's also kind of where she started to lose me was yeah almost sounded like she was rapping yeah Um, yeah lost me a little there but we're back (laughs) yeah cool all right well now I guess this is the first chorus 
So she says, and I was catching my breath, staring out an open window, catching my death. And I couldn't be sure. I had a feeling so peculiar that this pain would be forevermore. Wish we could hear it because it sounds so much better with music. But yeah. So any thoughts on the chorus? Um, I'm curious what you think about the first couple of lines because okay. I wasn't quite sure about that. But um, okay. yeah, you can go for it. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's just giving really, really hopeless energy. Although I guess catching my breath is not incredibly hopeless but catching my death you know so i'm just envisioning someone look like opening a window it's gray november it's chilly it's destitute everything's dying outside and there's sort of just this energy of like kind of surrendering to the darkness and giving up hope that reminds me a lot of this experience i had when i was like in the throes of my abusive relationship and it was like a like zero degree day in Michigan and I like walked out in winter clothes but still it was freezing and just like laid down in the snow and just stared up at like the trees and I was just like I'm done like I'm done fighting I don't care anymore um so that is the vibe I'm getting from this and what's interesting is it was such a moment of like deep depression but it was also very peaceful of just like this is it like she's saying that this pain would be forevermore it's like I've tried fighting it. I've tried getting better and I'm done. So very, very bleak, but that is my read on the chorus. Yeah. It's so heavy, so dark. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, what your, that experience there, I feel like this song depicts it perfectly. Like, especially in the next verse, um, barefoot in the wildest winter. Right. Yeah. You're walking around Um, barefoot. Um, Yeah, I guess we'll get to that, but it's fine to talk about now as well. Yeah, just like, I'm just, I'm giving up, even protecting my own safety. I don't care anymore. I'm just falling into the winter and ready to freeze. It's like, ooh. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, if you've been yeah, there, feel- we see you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the song kind of feels like rock bottom. Yep. The way she sings it, too. Like, yeah. everything's just kind of numb. Mm-hmm. like you're wandering around but you're not really getting anywhere yeah um yeah 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 rock bottom is a good way of putting it as well and spoiler alert you know things do get better at the end which yeah. is nice but yeah this first at least half is very much like just expressing the like real depths of depression and if we're correlating mm-hmm. it to kind of the trauma process I think it's yeah, so common to like get to this place of shutdown where you're just like, you know what, like I can't do it anymore, especially if you're in a scenario where you're kind of having to perform being okay, like at work or school or in your family mm-hmm. or something. And in reality, you're like dying inside. It's so isolating and lonely. And yeah, really calling that, you know, winter imagery for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this before we move on? Um, yeah, I think there, once you know the end of the song, there is yeah. kind of some foreshadowing in this mm. that it might be okay. Because I also, with the staring out an open window, I'm like, mm. this is really bleak. Is she like contemplating her death? Is she like staring out the window thinking, you know, maybe things could be better? Right. Like, thinking of other possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, envisioning how her life could be different um yeah yeah but yeah it's there's not much hope till the end right yeah I think rock bottom is such a good way to put it because as we know sometimes when you hit rock bottom the only place to go up is up it's like Mm -hmm. so being at that place is the worst you know it's terrible but yeah there is a sense with the song that like we're diving into that and then we'll see it does get better yeah but before that um the next verse (laughs) so now we've shifted away from november and it says hey december guess i'm feeling unmoored can't remember what i used to fight for i rewind the tape but all it does is pause on the very moment all was lost sending signals to be double crossed yeah so good (laughs) i know 
yes beautiful lyricism yeah I feel like there could be a whole podcast just on this verse like there's just so much packed into it yeah um but yeah I I know there have been some jokes about Taylor Swift fans needing a dictionary during listening to folklore and evermore so (laughs) I was like unmoored like I know what she's getting at like you're not moored you're not like a ship tied to something yeah but what does it actually mean so I had to look it up and I was blown away so like another meaning for it is insecure confused or lacking contact with reality Mm. and the example on dictionary.com was this freedom can make people feel unmoored whoa I thought that was so perfect so yeah this part makes me think of like now she's separated herself or she's left that relationship um and you kind of assume that things are going to get better once you get out of a bad situation Mm. but you you don't have direction necessarily Mm -hmm. um you maybe that person was um that person might have been dictating your reality and telling you what you liked or telling you what was happening and now that you're away from it you know you're not used to having to decipher that for yourself um Mm -hmm. and you can just kind of be lost at sea so that's kind of the picture I get that is so good yeah I love that I feel like our religious trauma listeners might feel seen by this of like leaving a religion or you know a part of a culture or a group that is basically dictating every aspect of your life and your own morality like choosing to walk away from that and thinking okay I'm free now but I've lost all of the structure and you know safety and comfort that comes with structure and I am fully unmoored and having to make these decisions by myself without a community how devastating that would be so that's coming to me as you're saying that but I certainly Mm -hmm. think it also applies on the individual level as well. And it also reminds me of how there's this really common misconception that, you know, when you leave like an abusive or a traumatic family or relationship, it's all going to be just like smooth sailing, like we're free, everything's good, you know, and that's kind of how I think movies and TV shows portray it as well as like, you know, the protagonist leaves the abuser and life is great forever. And that's always really bothered me because it's so far from my reality where Like I did have like, you know, a great feeling of euphoria after it ended for a little bit. But then for years, it was like really debilitating PTSD. And yeah, getting to places where you're like, I I don't even know how to function. Like I am a wreck and I was supposed to be happy and free. But it almost feels worse now than it did. And that's a very common experience. So, yeah. Such a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And can't remember what I used to fight for. Like she had to fight for her freedom, fight to to have this new chance at life. And then this is what it is like rock bottom. Yep. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So devastating. Yeah. That's such a good, such a good point. Yeah. Like if you've had to, right. I'm thinking back to the kind of like yeah, like group, religious, family trauma, like you've had to fight to get out of this dynamic that was all you ever knew, maybe. And it took so much effort to leave, but you're like, what was even the point? This feels so shitty on the other side. And it absolutely happens with relationships too. And, you know, a lot of times people go back to their abuser because you, you hit that point and you're like, well, this is almost worse than it was then. Like now I'm alone and I have nothing to guide me. And I don't know what to do with myself. I feel so terrible. So it's tempting to remember the positive things that used to be and go back. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have so much compassion for, mm-hmm. yeah, that feeling of thinking you need to go back just to like have that contact with reality again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you have like to having your place that from scratch. Right. Yeah. Knowing where you belong can be so tempting, even if you logically know it was destroying you. Yeah. 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 And then I think she brings up again, this sort of like ruminating on, 
the past trying to find a reason like I rewind the tape of all it does is pause on the very moment all was lost so there's a lot of different things that could mean practically uh, but it just kind of reminds me of that like intense analysis trying to figure out what did I do wrong why am I failing at healing or why do I not feel better was this all my fault like yeah so much just trying to find the meaning because sitting with the reality is too painful yeah yeah so heavy um yeah yeah I feel like I it's hard to put words to it but I can definitely Mm -hmm. relate to that feeling um totally of going back over things or just having there be certain moments where it felt like you were really losing yourself or mm-hmm. just like these horrible moments where you, you can't make sense of it because it was like senseless. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, what are you supposed to do with that other yeah. than replay Ugh, it? Like, that's you know, so true. Yeah. Um, that's such a great like point. Like there's no silver lining. You can't yep. make that into something good. Like maybe other parts, but there are these certain moments where it, it just gets stuck. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's so relatable. I just I'm like now remembering that there was whole like years of my life where I was just trying to like get the question answer of like, why? Like, why did this happen? You know, what is the like deep spiritual meaning? I don't understand like why this had to happen. Driven from such a lack of closure um, where I did leave the relationship, like I enforced the closure, but it was not a normal breakup, you know, like you were saying at the beginning. And so being left with this huge void of like, how could this have happened? And how am I supposed to live life knowing that it did? Like, how am I supposed to just Mm -hmm. walk around and do my daily routine when inside me lives this constant reminder of the past and so much pain? It's like, it's so much to grapple with. Yeah. Oof, that was so good. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> so good. So bad. Yeah. So, so awful. So yeah. beautiful. Yeah. All things. <laughs> yeah. And then the one thing we didn't touch on at all is sending signals to be double crossed. So there's a little note of betrayal in there. Like I think double crossing is when someone betrays you or yeah, destroys your trust. Um, so I don't know. Did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I well, I've been listening to this song on repeat lately. Okay, perfect. So I've noticed like some <laughs> new connections I'm making. Nice. Um, so like at the beginning of the song, she was writing letters addressed to the fire. Right. So to me, I thought that meant she wasn't even bothering to address them, to send them. Like no one was coming to help her. No one was going to understand. Mm. Um, she was just mm. completely alone and. Yeah, you know throwing them in the fire and then now she's sending signals she's like I need help Mm. she might be kind of desperately reaching out for anyone and maybe not finding the safest people Mm. um and then people are acting like they're gonna help and then are either not showing up in the way she needs or taking Mm. advantage of that um so it's kind of kind of shows the progression of going from dealing with it completely alone to realizing that you can get help or maybe you can lean on other people um Hmm. and then you know we'll see where she goes yeah oh that was good I've definitely been in this stage where you're just kind of like drowning like anyone (laughs) help and you know don't always find it in the best places yeah yeah it's such a good take I was definitely imagining it was more like I'm reflecting on the tape of what has happened and remembering the betrayal, but that makes so much Mm -hmm. sense that it's like in the present moment of like, I'm sending signals of like almost desperate desperation of like, please, like anyone, I'll take anything. And that's inviting in, you know, harmful behavior or, you know, uh, other toxic relationships, which is, you know, definitely was a part of my journey as well. So yeah, this might span, yeah, longer. Like it's like a whole arc of healing and trauma and stuff. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> Woohoo! 
<laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So now we have a repeat of the chorus with those slightly different words. So, and I was catching my breath barefoot in the wildest winter, catching my death. And I couldn't be sure I had a feeling so peculiar that this pain would be forevermore. Yeah. So here we are <laughs> walking out in the woods, barefoot, mm -hmm. just done. Yeah. And so I'm thinking if we're coming after the sending signals to be double crossed, now there's this like, oh my God, I did it again. Or like, can I trust anyone? Like now there's new people that have hurt me on top of what I was already going through. I'm just going to, I'm not even opening the window anymore. I'm out of here um, because I'm, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm so over this. And yeah, just kind of double downing, doubling down on the pain in this chorus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the image of barefoot in the wildest winter, like is she leaving everything behind? Is she leaving the bad situation? Mm, yeah. Or, or yeah, is she just wandering around, you know, in so much pain? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, again, with the catching my death, Mm -hmm. I, I like can't form a picture of what yeah what she's talking about like catching a cold or like right is she like catching her fall like she's not dying because mm -hmm. she keeps breathing oh, like yeah. I don't know I've gotten right. so deep trying to think about this yeah like, yeah what are you saying Taylor right okay <laughs> so she's catching her breath and then catching her death so how could those parallel Yeah, I, I kind of just, oh, you go ahead. I feel like catching your breath is certainly meaning, like, you are bringing in a breath. You are, you know, you just ran a mile or whatever, and you're going to catch your breath and come back to normal. So that would, you know, if it was meaning the same thing with catching my death, it would mean, like, I'm catching, I'm, it's coming in, you know, I'm mm -hmm. I'm ready for it. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah very spooky imagery. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love that you said is she leaving it all behind and running away and that's what's interesting about the concept of like rock bottom part two now if we are thinking that like okay she did the isolation rock bottom now reaching out and getting betrayed rock bottom um and so now there's like a turning point of I'm, I'm done I'm gonna risk everything and run through the winter barefoot to get out of here like I can't do this anymore mm-hmm so mildly more hopeful <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know there's just like a sliver of hope throughout this song yeah. and like it's just enough to just keep going a, a minute yeah. longer you know yeah um, yeah that reminds like, me of kind of the, the day by day mentality when you're in like a really dark place it's just like I just yeah. have to get through today right yeah yeah or breath by breath just right like, okay I'm still here there's yep. still air going in and out. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll keep doing this and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. And then we get our little Bon Iver bridge or interlude or whatever that would be called. And it's so hard to not just sing this and I'm not going to. It's like, how do, do I read this? Do yeah, it totally. Here we go. <laughs> I cannot ever put that on there. Um, all right. So he says, and it is, yeah, it's worth noting that this is now a different voice coming in, like what that could mean symbolically. So can, can't, mm, I thought it was cannot, but it says on the lyrics, it's can't not think of all the cost and the things that will be lost. Oh, can we just get a pause to be certain we'll be tall again? Whether weather be the frost or the violence of the dog days, I'm on waves out being tossed. Is there a line that I should just go cross? I feel like I'm back in like AP lit. AP, AP lit, baby. I know. Uh, my teacher is a little bit proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that first line. Can't not think of all the cost. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like so much of yeah. healing and just accepting what has happened is just like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of damage. Yeah. Reckoning with the cost of all of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Trusting someone, like, opening to someone, letting someone in, 
like every decision you made up until that point it's there's so much to try to come to terms with yeah and then with things that will be lost like it's Mm. not even the cost of what you've been through it's like the cost of how your future is going to look different just because yeah yeah, now you're walking around knowing that you know this pain exists in the world or people can be this cruel to each other Mm. like it just it changes the way you view things and Mm -hmm. yeah like it it kind of brings me back to what have could have should have with like mm-hmm. things just should have been different like I could have been this other yeah. person if I if you just left me alone right oh yeah that's so good um yeah it's uh, once again coming to me is my religious trauma people of like all the things that will be lost like all the future holidays all the the family mm-hmm. i imagined having is never going to be the same that i thought it would um all the milestones or like maybe you have your own family but you've broken away from yours like your family of origin and you're like okay all the like grandparent relationships that could have been are now going to be lost like that's never going to happen mm-hmm. so yeah anticipating the loss of the future is certainly yeah a whole grieving process that I think she illustrates really well. Yeah. Yeah. And then asking for the pause to be certain we'll be tall again. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like just, you know, grieving the past, grieving the present, grieving the future, Mm -hmm. like nothing feels the way that it should be. How do you go forward Mm. from there? All all of that and just all the energy that it takes to like go through those emotions and Mm -hmm. pick up pieces and like figure out who you are or what you want and rebuild um Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah like this all the time just like can it can yeah is there gonna be a break can we just (laughs) stop totally totally Yeah. yeah it's like it's interesting to think about like if it's your brain asking almost like your body or your heart or like whatever is like hurting or being like is traumatized being like can we just get a break from this like can I just have one day where I'm not thinking about this but then it could be the opposite too where you know your system is kind of like can we get a pause from the inner judgment or the you know braiding nature of your own mind whatever or it's just the entirety of you asking for a pause from the reality that you live in to just be like can I just you know yeah take a moment away from this to try to like catch my breath and not be undertaken by the tidal wave of this grief yeah yeah it's so true about like the physical toll like Mm -hmm. with this whole process it's yeah body's going through it too so it's exhausting yeah yeah, and I think what a incredible way to reference um, weather or the seasons by saying whether weather be the frost or the violence of the dog days, as in the frost is the winter, the dog days of summer, I believe, is a thing. Um, but and that's followed by I'm out, I'm on waves out being tossed. So it's kind of like it doesn't matter if it's the dead of winter or the hot summer it all feels terrible to me I'm in a turbulent process that is completely independent of the conditions around me like and that's totally reminds me of trauma like when you're just like no one really sees it no one understands you know I don't have like anything to point to in my life anymore I left it behind but I'm still struggling so badly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that was so well said Thank um you. Yeah, because like the extremes of weather being also the extremes of the emotions you can go through too. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. quite sure with violence of the dog days. I'm like, is this summer we're in a high, winter we're in a low, or mm-hmm. I mean, the violence mm-hmm. of the dog days is this bad too? I don't know. But mm-hmm. either way, it's like extreme heat, extreme cold. Yeah. Like, whether you're feeling super blissful or mm-hmm. super depressed. It, you're still like very out of control of mm, just yeah the the waves of emotion that are coming up as you're like coming out of an abusive dynamic wow yeah 
Yeah, that's a great point is like also um, also considering the violence of like high highs of like having Mm. those moments where you're like, everything's fine. Like I I can do anything like sort of this euphoric bliss that. Yeah, me like broach on mania or something where you're just like, I'm never going to feel anything ever again, you know, and then that that can lead to really lasting impacts depending on the choices you make in that place or just the come down can be so devastating and you're like why did like I wish I never felt that you know because now it's so awful to try to recover from um Mm -hmm. but yeah that's a really really good way of thinking about it too yeah I've so been there yeah (laughs) I know right yeah it's interesting because I I had this summer basically after I left my abuser where I was just like I literally got the words life without fear tattooed on me because I was like, no more fear. Like everything's (laughs) great. And I was just like high and drunk all the time and just like never had a care in the world. And that lasted, you know, like three months. And then, you know, the reality proceeded to come crashing down over the course of years. And I would look back on that summer for so long and be like, why can't I just have that back? I was so happy. I was so free, like all this stuff, like what is wrong with me? Um, and now I just, I'm able to see it with more perspective and be like, that was not really a healthy expression of happiness. Like, I'm still glad I had it, but it was, it wasn't reality. It was, it was something else. I don't even know what to call it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, I I can definitely relate. Um, yeah, I also, um, like six months after ending that relationship, like in the middle of the pandemic completely moved my life across the country where I to a city I'd never been to um packed all my shit in the car and just drove um like very impulsive um life-changing decisions luckily it all worked out and you know I felt like it was my intuition was like go yeah um nice but yeah it's like the these extremes um Mm. of like I'm just gonna leave it all behind we're starting over yeah like yeah fresh start none of that's gonna touch me and it's like it Mm. doesn't look like that right yep yeah yeah and then the last line of this was is there a line that I could just go cross and that reminds me of just this like please like what is the cure like I will do Mm -hmm. anything like any kind of therapy any spiritual practice like just give me something like a line that like something I can achieve to feel better that's what it reminded me of yeah yeah or even these extreme things like I'll just be drunk all the time or I'll just keep moving and right you know whatever it is like yeah anything Mm -hmm. to make it stop yeah All right, now transitioning to the next part where they're sort of having the duet. But I don't know how much of this, how it'll make sense for me to read this, but I'll just give it a try and I can always repeat it. Okay. Um, And when I was shipwrecked, yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to say at least one at a time, one person at a time. Yeah, I'm going to cut all this out. Okay, so the next part here goes, and when I was shipwrecked, I thought of you. In the cracks of light, I dreamed of you. It was real enough to get me through, but I swear you were there. And that's all said by Taylor. And then at the same time, Bon Iver in this lovely duet is saying, can't think of all the cost, all the things that will be lost now. Can we just get a pause to be certain we'll be tall again? If you think of all the costs, whether weather be the frost or the violence of the dog days, out on waves being tossed, is there a line that we could just go cross? So he's repeating his previous um, bridge and she's kind of coming in with, I guess, her perspective, which things are starting to get a little better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this part. Me too. It's the best I just part. love this song so much that I'm smiling <laughs> as we're yeah. talking about like the heaviest stuff. Yeah, ever. yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, this part is so good. Yeah. Well, any first comments? Um, so we're getting the sense of hope. Um, she's shipwrecked. She's at rock bottom. Mm-hmm. She can't get out of the place that she's in. Um, but then through the cl- cracks of light, I dreamed of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, 
So when I read this, I think, I mean, it could be a person that maybe she was isolated from like a close friend Mm. or something, but I, I personally read it as like her future self yeah and her past self are kind of communicating so yeah when she was at her lowest through all of the horrible things that were happening there was just like this glimmer of hope of like what if it could be different like what if I didn't have Mm. to live my life this way what if I didn't have to you know sacrifice my needs for these this other person Mm -hmm. um things like that then who could I be where would I go yeah. What I want to be doing. Um, and just, I think dreams are so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily in a manifesty way, but just like, just having thoughts like that of what could it be like? And just yeah. being open to what the future could hold like that is powerful enough to just mm-hmm. get you through the current moment. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I kind of was along the same lines. Like this part of you that is, um, I don't want to say strong, because I think both of the, like every part of her is strong in this, but the part that is empowered or that has a good life and is happy and is free, truly. So basically exactly what you said, like when I was shipwrecked, I thought of you, like when I was at that lowest point, I, you know, thought of you and in the cracks of light, I dreamed of you. I was like giving myself just these tiny moments of permission to envision something better. And that was real enough to get me through this, like basically severe mental illness or like, yeah, like trauma. Um, But I swear you were there. So yeah, I feel like that's really speaking to like almost the magical quality that I've found in healing where it's like, I've read some books or like, I I don't know, started on some books that were kind of more like witchy and like into like magic and stuff. And I remember this prompt that was basically like, think in your life, like things that have been like, you know, sort of miraculous or magical in essence, or like gave you a sense of like, I don't know, awe or something. And I just immediately, I'm just like the fact that I survived that, you know, it it just feels like magical and miraculous to have gotten through that and like sense the moments of, yeah, almost miracles in my life that allowed me to leave and then get through the trauma as well. And so, yeah, this verse definitely reminds me of that. Yeah, that is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think when you're, at that low and don't really have a strong sense of reality or there's other people's opinions or kind of clouding your um I don't know the word for it <laughs> like clouding yeah. your vision I don't know. vision yeah um and but then there'll be like these little little moments little dreams or like just a voice that sounds like your own that's like you don't have to be here. You don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. Or like, um, yeah, yeah. The, that. I, definitely in my experience that those things have, have pulled me through. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also love thinking personally about like that parts of me that my abuser like very intentionally tried to like basically like beat out of me or just like you know suppress as much as possible being connected to this future self that is able to like live out those qualities so for Mm -hmm. me it's being like pretty vocal enthusiastic outgoing like I don't know charismatic maybe just like an extroverted kind of like all of those things were so just, yeah, suppressed and yeah, just pushed away. Um, and so like envisioning, like I, I dreamed of you, I thought of you, like I remembered those parts of my past self that have been kind of killed off and I mm-hmm. imagined them coming back and who I would be in that version of myself. And that kept me going when the world felt incredibly dark. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> there's there's magic yeah. here. <laughs> totally. I yes. I have my candle right here that says witchy on it. Oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. So this episode is imbued with trauma survivor magic, everyone. Yes. So exactly. may you be blessed with it as you listen. Oh, cool. The cracks of light. Yeah. Right. Mm, I love it. Okay. And the song wraps up with a very nice conclusion, which is, and I was catching my breath, floors of a crab, floors of a cabin creaking under my step. And I couldn't be sure I had a feeling so peculiar that this pain wouldn't be forevermore. This pain wouldn't be forevermore. Evermore. It's so beautiful. Yes. So now the peculiar feeling is that it will get better. It's not that it is better now, but there is a sense of hope that like, oh, maybe there is another... um, the other side of this is possible. Yeah, I love that all of those lines are still the same. Like, I couldn't be sure. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling that was peculiar. Mm-hmm. It's like, all you need is a that tiny sliver of hope. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I love the floors of a cabin creaking under my step. Like, mm-hmm. as someone who has moved many times and I love moving just like mm-hmm. even Ooh. just across town a new apartment um I I love it and like nice you know learning all the little sounds of a new place and mm. just that feeling of like a first night in an apartment with like a bed on the floor and you know yes. just like dreaming of of what could happen there and who you're going to become and yeah um mm. like there's nothing like that so yeah like having gone through all she's gone through in this song you know running around in the winter um being shipwrecked and now she's in this cabin um yeah it's just such a beautiful ending Mm, I love that I'm curious if you personally feel a connection between being a trauma survivor and kind of romanticizing or enjoying moving physical locations because I definitely do I also have a Sagittarius moon so I'm very like comfortable with like physical change or travel or movement but I know personally that like a big coping mechanism for me to survive was like like flight in the biggest extent of like moving Mm -hmm. far away so yeah does that resonate with you as well yeah definitely um I also have a lot of fire in my chart. I'm an Aries. Okay. Um, so yeah, can be very adventurous and yeah. like like new things, always on to the next. Um yeah. so yeah, but yeah, I think there definitely could be a connection of yeah. just loving a new beginning. Um right. and just the agency in that too mm-hmm. of being like, oh, if I want to start my life over, I will watch me. I've done yep. it so many times. And I think I've yeah. gained a lot of confidence from that too, of like hopefully it's not in a toxic way, but of <laughs> like, you know, I love the people who come into my life, but they can come and they can go because right you know, no one's going to have so much power over my life that it would crumble if they walked away. Right. Because I've, I've started over so many times and I've enjoyed it and I've learned so much about myself and it's been like a positive experience. So like, okay, you want to burn down my life? Like I'll watch you try because if I need to, I'll just start again and it's going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I totally resonate with that. And yeah, it's really interesting because I feel like how I went into the relationship I was in was like extremely anxious attachment style where I'm like, all I want is someone to love me and see me and choose me. And I got that. And it was so unbelievably debilitating and destructive for every aspect of my life that I was left being like, no, you know, like I, nope. Like, and like now he like uh, what feels safe to me is running away kind of. Mm-hmm. And so yep obviously that can be turned into being incredibly avoidant where you never want to yeah like settle down or commit or be in one place for too long but I think it sounds like me and you are both resonating with a more like healthy sense of self-trust of just like I know how to take care of myself like there was that part of me that got me through my darkest days and lived to tell the tale and I know that 
I have the agency and freedom to do what's right for me. And um, I feel like, yeah, that line is kind of a celebration of that, or at least what we're talking about is like celebration of personal freedom and surviving being trapped, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So cool. good. Yes. Well, that was Evermore. Any last thoughts that you wanted to say before we wrap up? Um, I don't know. I guess I just, I listen to this song when, when I'm at my personal rock bottom, um, mm-hmm. because it's, it's a moody one. Um, yeah. and yeah, I feel like she does what the song does for me is like validate all of the emotions mm-hmm. when you're at your absolute worst. Yeah. And you just get to be in it for mm. the, however long it is three minutes and then yeah. at the very end it's like but what is yeah. always yeah. gonna be this way and yeah. you know I kind of love that she just entertains it for a while of like nope this pain's gonna be forever yeah. we're stuck this is the rest of my life it's just gonna be in my bed and mm-hmm. you know it's like okay looking back that's never lasted either yeah like, like logically n- all these feelings will pass but you know, yeah. when you're in it, you just want for a second someone to be like, yeah, yeah. yeah no, this really does suck as much as it yeah. sucks. And this feels like it's going to last forever. Yeah. Um, And then at the very end, it's like, okay, but what if? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just enough to keep. I love that. Yeah. So well put. Yeah. I feel like, you know, there's countless Taylor Swift songs basically validating heartbreak and everyone loves them you know like all too well is like first example I can think of but all those songs that are basically like you broke my heart and I am such a mess because of it and in Evermore I feel like she's really validating the experience of like a dark depression and we obviously read into it through the lens of like surviving abuse and you know being a trauma survivor but like the experience I think she's really naming is depression or just like hopelessness Mm -hmm. and absolute darkness. And so, yeah, I I think she's so good at validating so many different emotions and um, yeah, totally agree that this song feels really, yeah, grounding and validating. And then also has like that little moment of hope at the end, which is very medicinal and supportive. (laughs) So Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here today and sharing some of your thoughts and story with us. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, feel free to reach out if you have any comments or questions or want to get in touch. You can see all the links for that in the show notes. Other than that, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.